Welcome to the weekend. This is the weekend break on 1521 2QN. Hello friend, happy days are here again. This is the February 18 edition of the Weekend Break Podcast for 1521 2QN. My name is AJ, thank you very much for joining me wherever and wherever you are. We will be joined momentarily to talk a number of things, including the Murray to Moyne cycling event and also the great posty bike adventure which is about to take place in in Tasmania. This is the Weekend Break on 1521 2QN. We're joined on the line by Dick Phillips, who's the event coordinator for this year's Great Posty Bike. Dick, it's got to be exciting to be heading back out again this year. Yeah, fantastic, AJ. We're actually going to Tassie. Uh, I haven't been down there with the bike ride before. Um, and we've got representatives from every state in Australia. So... Yeah, um, 48 people riding and uh, 58 people involved. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Mild stomping ground of Tasmania. That's very exciting. We're in the northwest. Yep. Um, so, going to Devonport and then um, then down to Tuller. Um, stay at Tuller a couple of nights. And we're then going through to Queenstown, Strawn, Zeehan. Um, and then the third day we go across through Corinna on the ferry and then up to Smithton and the last day we go all the way across the top uh, from Smithton back to uh, nearly to Launceston and back to Devonport. Tell us about the history of the posty bike ride and how it came about. Well Horizon Committee started back in 2005 and the main event we we had after that for the next 13 years was the Murray Charity Meander, which was a boating event on, on the Murray. And we did the length of the river more than four times. Um, and it was um, not getting tired, but we, 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 met, we were looking at other things that we could do just for a change. The posty bike idea came up. So um, we looked at that. Uh, we trialled it um, one year uh, with the meander as well, uh, worked well. Um, great, great local support, and uh, yeah, that, that's how it came about. Mainly with um, local people initially, but you know, it was obviously expanded with, uh, as I said before, representatives from all Australian states. And tell us about what the bike ride contributes to the community, because obviously it has so much meaning to people as well as just the ride itself. Yeah, the, the ride, I mean, yeah, the, the main uh, reason behind the whole thing is obviously to raise as much money for cancer services as we possibly can. But um, it's not a chore. Uh, it's, it's something that... Everybody looks forward to. It's a very social event. Um, you know, it's about uh, exploring the uh, surroundings. We've been up to up to, the, uh, to Bright. We've been over. To, uh, we've done one around, two around the Chukamalama, uh, another one over at Halls Gap. So it's about taking the scenery. Um, good opportunity for for people to uh, take a break from work and chill out, do something a bit different, um, and. Uh, basically uh, less stress. How many people will be taking part in the ride this year? This year we've got 48 riders and, and 10 in the support crew. Um, we've got uh, a range of people from, from 
farmers and people in business. Um, thankfully, we've got some people in the medical profession just in case something goes wrong. Uh, but yeah, it it, uh, it it works well with the, the support people because obviously safety is a primary issue, and you know we've needed to get uh, permits from um, Transport Tasmania and all sorts of people. But yeah, bringing it all together is uh, it, it's fantastic to see, and you know hopefully this year we can raise similar amount to last year when we were able to give the Chief of Regional Health a hundred thousand dollars. It's obviously a really exciting event for you guys. What are you hoping to get out of the ride? Obviously, you said that $100,000 from last year is the goal and you want to top that, but what's the overall hope to get out of this event? Primarily, it's it's the funding, but the other thing is it's a matter of creating awareness of of not only the the need for cancer services, um, but also encouraging people to take um, ownership and responsibility over their own health. Um, with the Murray Charity Meander and the Biggest Blokes Lunch that we also uh, organise here in Echuca, um, it, it's about, you know, with the blokes, uh, a lot of guys will sort of um, uh, tough it out or, or uh, won't go and see their doctor about niggling things, but you never know what those niggling things might actually, what the root cause might be. So... We certainly uh, you know, promote the whole health um, issue and the, and the need for testing, especially with um, prostate cancer. Um, it's long been a, a long-term uh, goal, if you like, with uh, with the Horizon Committee. So well, the money's one thing, but um, education and also uh, providing um, uh, cancer support services. And possibly the most important question, Dick, if people out there want to make a donation towards the event and towards these great causes, how do we go about doing so? The easiest way is we've got a GoFundMe page, um, which is a a great posting by Challenge, uh, Adventure, sorry. Um, And jump on there, there's a list of all the riders. So um, local people, there's plenty of local riders there that you can support. Um, And you it's uh, all tax deductible and you get a tax deductible receipt. So um, all of the donation money actually goes to the cause. And this year it's split between the Tuka Regional Health and uh, Launceston uh, Cancer Centre. Um, so, you know, the costs and everything in the event are all actually paid uh, by the entry fees. So every dollar that's donated actually goes to the cause. The Great Posty Bike Adventure kicks off on the 26th of February, runs through to March the 3rd. As you heard from Dick there, jump on the GoFundMe page and make a donation if you can. Dick, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, AJ. Thank you. This is the Weekend Break on 1521 2QN. Yes, to discuss the Murray to Moyne bike ride, which is coming up, and also the fundraising events that are taking place in the next week or so, is Vince Kelly. Vince... You're taking part in Murray to Moyne, as are a number of people from across to It's the yeah. 33rd year in a row that locals have been involved. I guess, first of all, tell us about why this event is so important to this community that it keeps bringing people back. Uh, I think there's a couple of passionate locals who really drive this on each each year, and that's uh, Graham and uh, Karen Butcher. Um, 
their cycling stalwarts of our local community. And, and often you need that that one or two people who really grab a hold of something, AJ, and, and drive it. And they've done that for a long period of time. I think Graham's participated in all 33 events that Daniloquin's participated in. But I think there's an opportunity for us. We don't, you know, we go out and we ride together a lot on a Saturday, but there's also the nicety of having something to work towards as a collective aim. Um, and there's no better way, you know, cause locally in some ways to support than our local hospital where we all need to use it at some point in time. And when when we do need to use it, we want it to be the best possible facility that uh, it possibly can be. It's Events like this is something that are so close to the heart for people locally. I, I know we spoke last year before you did Tour de Cure and you're doing Murray to Moy now and it seems that every time there's an opportunity for people to, to get out and do something in this community to raise money, to look after people, people just jump at these opportunities. Oh, the def- absolutely, AJ. I mean, the support I've received for Tour de Cure, um, and I'm riding again in March this year too, uh, which is the week before the Murray Des Moines. But- you don't stop, do you? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. But um, I can't sit still, my wife says, and she's right. But um, I think the reality is you're absolutely right. I think, um, you know, I get a lot of good support for Tour de Cure, but when you go to something like the Deniliquin Hospital, which is in your own community, the support is next level again. You know, I, I really appreciate all the support I've had for Tour de Cure, but I think we'll have a, at the fundraiser night on Friday, uh, there'll be over probably 100 auction items donated from the local businesses. And, you know, I think people talk a bit flippantly about supporting local businesses because they support your community. But when you actually see this, is there, there is a clearly tangible link when you have over 100 businesses donating goods and services to help raise money for the local hospital. That's not possible unless we as a community support those local businesses. So it's really important that flow-on effect. Um, but yeah, next level, when you're talking about a organisation like the Daniloquin Hospital within our own community, how the community gets behind it and gives it so much support. Um, I think we're hoping to raise at least $15,000 from the night on Friday, which is, which is very achievable. Tell us about the event itself. We, we kind of have a brief understanding of it that you ride from Echuca down to Port Ferry, <laughs> so there's, there's a lot that goes into that. But I was just jumping on the website uh, earlier today and having a look at it before you came in, and it's there's four or five different ways people can ride. They can yeah. do the full thing. They can do a shorter one-day thing. They can do a one-night thing. There's so many different ways that people get involved in this event. Yeah, there is. I think our team, uh, generally what they do is... This will be my first time riding Murray Des Moines, so I'm not an expert by any, any imagine. But um, what what we what we do on the first day is ride from Echuca down to Stall in a relay event. So there's a team of 15. You break into three groups, and you'll have five riders on the road at any one time, and you'll ride for about 30 odd kilometres each time, so around an hour or so, um, and then you'll swap over, and that goes all the way down. And so we'll cover. I think it's somewhere like about around 300 kilometres on that first day in a relay type event. Um, There are teams that will ride through the night down to Hamilton um, and then have a break in Hamilton. Um, And then on the second day, on the Sunday, uh, we ride as individuals uh, from Hamilton down to Port Ferry for the full 90 kilometres. I think there's a couple of different routes. But yeah, people can get involved on just the Sunday. They can get involved on the Saturday. Um... And it's really, I think, the thing that, um, you know, for me is I think for most people, they look at these types of events and go, well, that's well beyond me. 
But if you're prepared to put the time in and get yourself a bike and give it some time and dedication and give yourself maybe six or 12 months to build up, you know, there's a group of people here who will support you to join in and, and help achieve something really great for our local community. Now, riding is not the only way that you can support this incredible cause. And that brings us to next Friday, which is the fundraising event at the Denny Boat Club. Yeah, that's right, AJ. So um, the last few years, Murray Des Moines cycling team has been hosted by the Deniliquin Boat Club, um, who donate the facility for the evening um, to have a fundraising night, which is basically something, just a social evening, really. People, to, Opportunity for people to get together. There'll be live music provided by Zach Walters, I think it is. I hope that's his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then it's well, you know, the perfect answer for that is if you want to find out, head along on this Friday <laughs> night and you can find out for certain. Yeah, that's it. Um, Zach, I think uh, moved to Newlyn only around twelve months ago, so um, you know, he, he's he's had an association with Southwest Music. Uh, great musician, and uh, I watched him at the uh, Southwest School uh, Spectacular at the end of last year. Absolutely fantastic musician, so he's he's well worth getting along just to enjoy uh, listening to his music. Um, but the, you know the whole theme of the night is fun raising, um, so we'll have some raffles and there'll be the massive silent auction. Obviously, uh, the bars open and we'll have Cafe One Hundred there providing meals for people to purchase. Um, so it's all there, just a relaxing evening by the um, the river, and it's it's something quite unique, I think in 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 the local area, such a relaxing evening on the river. Um, and we've had, you know, I said, done this a few nights, a few times, a few years. Uh, I think the first year they did this particular format, it rained. It didn't dampen people's spirits. We still had a great crowd turn up. They still raised a lot of money uh, and we made the best of it. And, and that's all you can do. If people can't make it along to the fundraiser on Friday night, what's the best way to go about making a donation in support for Murray Moines? People can make donations uh, directly to the fundraising committee. Um, they go into the hospital and ask to to speak to Sue, um, who who works in the uh, administration there, um, or they can contact uh, Graham Butcher. And of course, you can check things out on the Murray to Moyne website as well. Vince, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we'll talk golf. This is the weekend break on fifteen twenty one two QN. Joining us in the studio for our weekly council chat is the Mayor of the Edward River Council, Peter Betts. Peter, how are we doing? Fabulous. How are you doing? Good morning. Good. I'm doing very well. Now, before we go any further, I have something for you. Oh. oh. So this flows back to something that we discussed in December, but I have some premium Tasmanian shortbread ah, for you. Thank you. I skipped back home to Tassie over the weekend to help my parents out with something and mum bought you a box of shortbread. <laughs> So I can't even claim I bought it. Mum bought it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Oh, look at that. Oh, yum. Oh, AJ, you're the best. There is okay. nothing better than the product of the great state of Tasmania. I'm not going to... I'm not going to overtake our own region, but I am a very proud Tasmanian, as people know, so there is nothing better than the produce and the products that come out of the great state of Tasmania. Please visit Tasmania. Go to discovertasmania.com.au. <laughs> and, I mean, have a go at the picture on the box. Why would you not? I think that's wine, wine glass, glass Bay information. Oh, where wow. I've camped a few times in my life. It is a beautiful part of the world. Everything is beautiful in Tasmania. Again, that website, discovertasmania.com.au. <laughs> 
Well, thank you. And thanks, AJ's mum. You're the best. Thank she'll you. She'll be listening to this too, so she'll be very <laughs> excited to hear that. Now, let's move on from faffing about about the great state of Tasmania onto what's happening in the Did region. Do you want to just give us that website? That I'm website saying. again, discovertasmania.com.au. I think it is Stop anyway. It. Stop <laughs> it. Yes, yeah, so let's Lord talk about... Lord knows where you'll be leading people. Let's talk about our region now and the town hall again. We are just under a week now oh. to the opening of the town hall. Oh my gosh, I'm nervously excited. Is that a thing? Is that an emotion? I think it absolutely is an emotion. Uh, I'm, 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 I think everybody knows how excited the mayor is um, about the town hall, but I'm also nervous because I want everybody to enjoy it and be as happy with it as what we are. So, you know, the grass went in, looks amazing, the trees, all the landscaping stuff. It really Signs is. are up. It's looking really good around there now. And I've had a sneak peek inside. Have you, you're not posting photos at this time, are you? No, absolutely. Photos are embargoed from here on in. <laughs> but you can get along and have a look in about a week's time when it opens. And there's going to be a number of events taking place over those first few days and weeks of the town hall being reopened. Yeah, there are a number of events. So three, four shows, um, something, you know, to hopefully to suit everybody's time frame. I know it's free, but, yeah, it's ticketed event, free. But... Uh, I believe Sunday morning still up, uh, still a bit going on. You know that you can get in there. So what f- more fabulous way to spend your Sunday? Go and get your tickets, have a look. Now I have a question because I drove past the town hall uh, <laughs> yesterday when I was out getting food, mm. and there's a TV screen out the front of the town hall, out the side of the town hall. Technically, why is there a TV screen at the town hall? To watch TV. I would support that. But <laughs> there's. A, a, Obviously, there's a reason for it being there. Can you just elaborate on why that screen's there at the moment? So the screen's there at the moment because we're to utilise it to advertise all things, all things good going on, um, and also too it'll give uh, those inside, no, those outside an opportunity to see what's going on inside. And that's all exciting because we're expecting a lot of people to go through the hall in the first oh. couple of days, so there might not always be the opportunity to get in and have a look at the things that are going on. Oh, no, there may not. So we're trying to give as many people the experience because so many people are keen for it to reopen and see. But, you know, the upside is once it's open, AJ, it's open. So there's going to be lots of good things. People have held off getting married so that they can have their wedding receptions in there. Like, seriously. That's great to think of it on that angle, isn't it? Um, we're going to talk tourism, discovertasmania.com.au. Uh <laughs> Because people are coming back into Is our region at the moment. We're seeing so many, we're seeing kind of those numbers that we've wanted through summer. And obviously we were cut down by the floods mm. and the situation around that. But mm. it seems like particularly through that Australia Day period and through to the end of school holidays and still beyond school holidays, we're seeing mm. a lot of people in the region. Mm. Is there people not back at school? What's going on here? But no, it's good. It is, and that's got to bring you guys a fair bit of excitement to see that those people are coming back in, spending some money in the region, spending some time in the region, and supporting our local business. And that's and that is it's it's hugely important um, to not always visit Tasmania, discover but to visit Denny instead, um, because yeah, it it is so important um, the tourism 
our parks, our shops, you know, the retail, absolutely everything. We're, we're dependent so heavily on it. So it, it's great. And it's great to see the town busy and people getting around. So, yeah, please. It's great to be able to walk down along the riverbanks at the moment and be able to walk through there and see boats being able to launch and people mm. able to go for swimming mm. and things like that. The whole access to our town is back to where we wanted it to be. Yeah, 100%. So the beach-to-beach walk is actually back. Um all those events that they're, they're doing down there, you're right. People on the river using, people on the beaches. It's a, it's it, it's a really good, it's a good thing to see. People are having fun. People are out and about. So that's good. That's what we want. Speaking of local business, we have had a lot of work being done on George Street in the last yeah. couple of months because obviously there were issues around the rains and the flooding. It caused some issues to one of the sewerage system. That's now being fixed and those works are continuing to make sure that the street is ready to go and we can reaccess all of George Street, reaccess those businesses, so uh, better home living and through Richie's as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, it, it It was through no fault of anybody's. It was just, it was the flood. And then, of course, you know, the, the water table was still high and trying to find the pipe and blah, blah, blah. But that's that doesn't help the, the Richie's IGA, Better Electrical and, and Josh's Bakehouse. But they've been, they've been amazing. They've been so patient. So people, it is open. It is, they're still open. And credit to them. They were still always trying to trade with all that works going on. So shout out to those guys. Well done. And, um, and everybody pop in there and say good day. Rob's the happiest man I know. Peter Betts, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, AJ. This is the Weekend Break on 1521 2QN. Welcome back to the Weekend Break. My guest at this time from the Dinaliquin Golf Club is Vince Kelly. Vince, let's start with the results for the week. Yeah, AJ, we played a single Stapleford on Saturday and winner in A grade was Chris Thompson with 38 points. Runner-up Peter Joyce on 37. In B grade, Hugh Sutton had a magnificent 41 uh, biggest score we've had at the club for a while, so well done, Hugh. Uh, he won from Sean Drennan on 39 points. Oscar Marshall was the winner in C grade with 37 on a count back from Robin Hood. He needed 32 points to get a ball. And nearest the pins went to Vince Kelly on the second. Peter you, sh- you didn't see the big <laughs> fist pump we've just got in the office to that one either. <laughs> It was a pretty good shot, i got to say. I'll play that. I'll play that. Uh, Peter O'Brien was the B grade on the second. Uh, Gary Davies and Rob Soboleski on the fifth. On the ninth, Andrew Brunker and Margaret Rodeski. On the 11th, Barry Barlow and Robert Campbell. On the 13th, Wayne Pitts and Albert Liebenberg. Premier League played their last round on Saturday too, AJ, and the Wedgies defeated the Bushwhackers to eliminate them from the finals contention. Party Poppers uh, jumped into the top four with a win over Big Ballers. Tell him he's dreaming, secured top spot with a win over Eagles and Birdies. And the Eclectics and Old Boys played a draw to finish the season. So, semi-finals this week. How many of those who were mathematically still within a chance when we spoke last week actually made it in the end? None of them. I didn't think so. <laughs> just, wanted to clarif- just wanted to clarify that, that once you're relying on maths, I say it regularly, once you're relying on maths, that's it. You're done. That's it. So, uh, yeah, Dreamers, Wedgies, Big Boars, and Party Poppers in the semifinals today. Wednesday, we had uh, Stable Event, Josh Hunt, 1A grade with 37 points, runner-up Digger Ring with 36 in B grade, David Moraldo, 36 points, one from Sue Butcher on 35. You needed 33 ball points to get a ball on Wednesday. And nearest the pins went to Butch Oddie on the 5th and Noel Swanger on the 9th. 
And we played a Thursday stapled event also. And the winner there was the ladies' captain, Chandra Simpson, on 38 points. Runner-up, Sue Hancock, on 35. 31 points to get a ball. And nearest the pins went to Vicky Brunker on the fifth and Lynn O'Brien on the ninth. We had a couple of other events that have taken place around the club, including one that saw some of our local clubs, neighbouring clubs, for lack of a better term, make their way in. Yeah, two things. Uh, one one pennant competition finishing uh, AJ, and that was the men's summer four ball, and we unfortunately lost the final to Cobram 3-2. Went down to the very last match on the very last hole. So uh, commiserations to the guys there. Great effort. That was played at Tokemall, and, and we played against Finlay, Tokemall, Cobram, Corowa. So uh, we usually do pretty well in that event. Uh, so uh, the boys have kept up their tradition. But we're also kicking off an interclub pennant uh, competition with Rich River, Barham and Murray Downs. We played round two at Deniliquin on Sunday and Deniliquin had a big win 6-1 over Barham and Rich River Green defeated Murray Downs 4.5 to 2.5. So they've got a few more weeks to go in that competition. We'll try and keep you up to date with uh, how the locals are going. We do like to hear of our local teams winning, although Cobram is also a local team for us, as is Rich River. So <laughs> shout out to all of our local teams in how they go in the event. We can't lose and we're very happy about it. <laughs> there are a couple of events taking place at the club this week as well. And we want to start with the Blokes Night In because this is something that you and I have talked about mental health a lot in our chats and it's something mm. that's very close to both of our hearts and this is a fantastic event for it. Yeah, look, there's a great opportunity on Wednesday night, uh, the Blokes Night In. It's a free event, free dinner, health checks, and you're going to hear from a couple of uh, really good local public speakers um, talking about their Black Dog Ride to the Red Centre in Scott Fullerton and Dave Pearson. So it'll be a really great into a great great evening uh, with uh, with your mates, really. That's what it's about, getting together, having a chat, providing a bit of support for each other. And these things, particularly with men's mental health, are the best way to go about it is to start getting those conversations. And we know that they can be really tough. Sometimes it's hard to go to a doctor. It's hard to go to members of your family, but your mates are sometimes the easiest people to start having those conversations with. Absolutely, AJ. And I think um, you know, a night like this, potentially you'll get some tips if you're that mate that someone comes to to talk to. You know, We don't all have the answers. We don't all expect you to have the answers. But just giving the person a bit of support to, to go and speak to that doctor and speak to the professional, maybe that's just the push they need to get the help that they actually require. So you don't have to be a miracle worker yourself. It's just about directing them in the right place. And you can learn where those right places are at these sorts of events. So encourage you to get along. Bookings are required. So uh, contact the club uh, to, to secure your ticket. Um, it'd be great to see a few more get along in the next few days uh, with, with tickets, if you wouldn't mind. One of those places that you can go, obviously, is to Lifeline. And if you do feel like you're struggling, please give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14. Now, Vince, there is another event taking place at the club late next week. Yeah, next Saturday, AJ, is the uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter tribute show. It's Johnny Cash's birthday, apparently. So tickets are $55 for the show. Meals are available and bars open. Uh, the event is outdoors, so we are encouraging people to bring their own chair or picnic rug, or you can just sit on the lovely grass that we have down there. So, um, th But that'll be a really good evening, I think, for people to get together. Vince Kelly, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, AJ.
That is it for the February 18 edition of the Weekend Break podcast. Of course, you can listen to us anytime, wherever and whenever you are, through whatever podcast stream you're using. Probably one you're listening to this on right now, to be honest. And join us every week from 7am on 1521 2QN. This has been the Weekend Break podcast. My name is AJ. Catch you soon.